Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. What, dear? Grace! Grace! She passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. Grace. The blessing! I pledge allegiance, I pledge to, the allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 Catherine, this turkey tastes half as good as it looks. I think we're all in for a very big treat. (laughs) (laughs) Save the neck for me, Clark. (laughs) Okay, Eddie. I told you we put it in too early. Oh, it's just a little dry. It's fine. I told you. Here's the heart. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I am in tears already. That is the Fantasy Football Junkies open for this Thanksgiving. I know it's a Christmas vacation, but you know what? It's a classic scene about a turkey, and I guarantee you there's going to be some of you turkeys out there that don't know how to cook a turkey, and you're going to relate to that. So, And, and a lot of people will start We've already watched Christmas Vacation two or three times in my family's house. Uh, my kids love it. I know Spanky with me right now. By the way, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Spank, I know you guys are big Christmas movie guys and comedy. I mean, your whole your family a lot like mine, just likes to laugh, have fun, get together. That's a classic movie. You could actually watch that year-round, to be honest, don't you think? Oh, I agree 100%. And the problem with it is, though, and just like I did on your intro, is I, I cannot help yeah. but say the line <laughs> as they're doing it. But here's, here's, here's a pro tip for you. If you haven't figured out who the Uncle Eddie is in your family, <laughs> guess what? You are Uncle Eddie yeah, in it's your you. family. <laughs> it's you for sure. So happy Thanksgiving to you, Spank. I know we're doing this a day early, but there's a lot of football to be played tomorrow on Turkey Day. Um, how many are you going to tomorrow? Are you are are your, all of your Thanksgiving uh, feast? Are they tomorrow or all throughout the weekend? No, we're doing it all one big bang at, at my crib. And, uh, wow. yeah, it's going to be a house full. And then, uh, you know, that's when, you know, you obviously have people have issues sometimes within their own family, but that's sometimes when you think mother nature and then you got to step away for a good, 
you know, 20 to 30 minutes and, and go to the bathroom and just lock the door and lay down on the <laughs> oh, floor and no. just take a nap and, and, get, and get away from Uncle Eddie if oh, you're man. not the Uncle Eddie. But yeah. yeah, yeah, we're having happy Thanksgiving to you as well. But I, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's because it's, it's I'm fat. My mouth is salivating already just yeah. thinking of, uh, you know, mashed taters and yeah, all that stuff. For sure. I'm excited to get back to St. Louis and, and see all you guys uh, this weekend. And uh, uh, it'll be a good break. You know, I, you know I, 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 I'm not celebrating any of my stuff until Saturday. So I've got to work a lot and um, going to, you know, take the kids to go see the Ghostbusters movie today. So it'll be a lot of fun, plus a lot of stress on Thursday with three football games going on. Let's get to the Fantasy Football Junkies podcast now. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different because we've got the three games that we'll focus on here just a little bit more, obviously, than, than we would just one game. Uh, the two teams on by this week, Spank, Arizona and KC. That is a lot of, well, not really if you're a Cardinals owner, they're all hurt. But, I mean, there are a lot of fantasy football uh, starters that will be out, especially heading into week 12 where you need to start winning some games. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm in a couple leagues that this week alone, you brought up the Arizona injuries, but I also have, uh, you know, I got some stock in Patrick Mahomes in another league, and it's just like, all right, who do I find, you know, in, in, as a fill-in for just one week? You know, you don't want to spend all your waiver money in it if you have any left, right? But yeah, you got to find a fill-in for those guys. So we're gonna we're gonna drop the buy or sell segment, you know, because really there there shouldn't be any trades going on. If there are, I mean, I my my trade deadline for one, I'm in five leagues and I've got a trade deadline that ends this Saturday. Um, and, and if it, it, it's just hard, it really is hard right now to make a trade, uh, with a team that has got a good record and has a good, I mean, it's just really hard right now. The only way you're going to be able to make a trade, I think is with the bottom feeders who are out of the playoffs and they might. And, and again, it's hard spank here because being a commissioner, you've really got to watch those trades that are being made because you don't want, I mean, I mean let's be honest. There's going to be, there's always personal feelings involved with fantasy football, and whether you think, man, he's just trying to help this team out, he, that's going to happen. But being a commissioner, as you know, you have to make sure that trade is as fair as possible, and if it needs to be put to a vote, you hopefully have some other teams that can help you out. I agree with that. I got uh, I got two phone calls this past week on, certain, on a certain trade that was done a, a week or so ago, and we won't dive too deep into that, but you do. You have to. You, and that's the thing. I really hate seeing people just just give up. I I talked with another individual that says, you know, he's like, all right, well, I can still make it, but if I don't, I just I want to knock somebody out and ruin it for them. And that's the attitude you got to take right. when you're a bottom feeder. True. Very true. So no buy or sell segment today. We're gonna really hit up the waivers because you know there are, um, you know there are some players that you could pick up, and I nailed one last week, man. And let's just talk about it. I mean, well, welcome to the Jets waiver wire, if you will. <laughs> this is Gang Green is about to be highly popular in Week 12 with my boy Elijah Moore. Spank, I picked him up in four out of my five leagues, and uh, I, I struck gold. Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman, Jamison Crowder, all seeing their roster percentage rise. And uh, Zach Wilson back under center for the Jets. He needs to continue to feature more, and 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 I like that. I like that. You know he he's he was only picked up last week I think in thirty forty percent of the he's he he's creeping up there now around the seventy percent mark he's being gone uh, in ESPN and Yahoo but that might be a good pickup uh, any any of those people on that that Jets waiver wire don't isn't that crazy to think that going into week twelve I'm saying that 
It is because you look back at his last five weeks and all but what four out of the five weeks, really, he's had double-digit points, but you never think somebody from a lowly Jets team would be doing that well. And the individual that has him in our main league or flea market league, and he's got too many of those weapons where it's even hard for, for Elijah Moore to even find his lineup because he has so many other good wide receivers. But it's it's one of those fine gems in the Jets' offense that you, you could you, – I guess you can plug and play. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Right. And then quarterbacks on the waiver wire, let's look at the injuries first because Kyler Murray – Still has a question mark, even though it's a bye week for him. Even when he comes back, how healthy is he going to be? Lamar Jackson uh, still sick. Justin Fields, ribs, Baker, Mayfield, shoulder, Jared Goff, oblique, and Zach Wilson, knee. Uh, you know, there, A lot of those are expected to play. And, of course, on a bye this week, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. So check to see if, can't believe I'm saying this one either, Cam Newton is still available or Jimmy Garoppolo. Spank, what do you think about those two guys taking your team into the playoffs. Well, it's funny you bring up Cam because I did com- uh, com- compile a boomer bus this week. And I-, I don't know if it's full. I want to see more. I- I'm not saying that Cam's not the New England Patriots Cam, but I want to see more. But he should be owned. Somebody should snag him just for, A, the philosophy. If you don't need him, just grab him so your competitor doesn't need him. That's my philosophy on it. Well, now Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's only owned in about 65% of ESPN and Yahoo leagues. He's averaging 21.8 fantasy points per game in his past four outings. And now he faces a Vikings defense in Week 12 that allows the seventh most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this year. That might be a good start, Spain. I might have to with my, <laughs> the luck that I've been having. <laughs> Also uh, on your priority list, uh, looking ahead here on quarterbacks, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Taylor uh, Heineke, and Tyrod Taylor. Uh, and I can't believe this either that with the Bears, man. You know, being a, a Thursday game, we'll get to this in just a little bit uh, here during the Thursday night football focus. But actually, Turkey Turkey Day football focus. Andy Dalton. Now he's starting against Detroit in Week 12 with Fields hurt. Hopefully, Dalton picks up where he left off against the Ravens in Week 11 when he scored 20 fantasy points. Now. He's worth, I think, a stream, you know, in deeper quarterback leagues, especially if you're in a 12 man league. Spanky, are you in any 12 man leagues? No, and actually, I'm. I don't know if I'm afraid to say. I've, I've never. I don't ever recall being in a 12 man league. It's such a big difference where that quarterback drop off happens because in in, in you have to have two different mentalities, uh, you know, in your league and then our our buddies' league. Um, it's it's serious. I mean, there there are ten great quarterbacks that you can have, but then after that, it's like, who do I start? Who do I? And I'm in that position where I've, you know, I got lucky where you know I had Kyler Murray, but now I've been having to find other quarterbacks to start. I'm actually considering starting Andy Dalton tomorrow on Turkey Day. <laughs> I don't, man. I, it, if you're in that predicament, you almost have to obviously with Murray on a bye. But well, let me ask. You. I don't. Well, I don't think that's the worst. Go ahead. Let me let me ask you. So here's the one. Here's the quarterbacks that are available in because Kyler Murray. I had to do it last week too because uh, he didn't play. I, I uh, who did I? I picked up um, uh, who did I pick up? Oh, I picked up Tua. All right, to start for me last week. Um, I I might start Tua again, but I, here's the quarterbacks that are available in that league: Taylor Heineke. All right, and and Andy Dalton. Which or would you go with Tua again? No, I don't. I'm, no, I'd I'd probably roll the dice. Is there something about Turkey Day games, right? It's something. It just either they're complete duds, or somebody goes 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 off. 
is this the one where Andy Dalton? I don't know. I, he's not my boom for the week, but I almost would roll the dice with 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 Andy Dalton. I don't I don't know. I, that's a, it's a tough call, but I don't I don't think I'd go to a personally. Okay. Running backs uh, on the waiver wire that you can check out, of course, the injuries are looking kind of scary for Ezekiel Elliott, man. And, and, and Alvin Kamara, of course, Aaron Jones, Cordero Patterson. These are big names, man. Uh, Chase Edmonds, you know, he's on a bye. Uh, James Connors on a bye this week. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Eno Benjamin. These guys are all on bye. So check to see, and I, and I, I doubt he's available, Miles Sanders and J.D. McKissick, all right, um, because I think McKissick has a great matchup in Week 12 against Seattle. Since the Seahawks are one of the seven teams to allow at least 70 receptions to running backs this year, he's a good flex, I think, in all formats against Seattle. And uh, McKissick was available, I think, in about 30% of your leagues. And, and I think he's got really high value in a PPR league, Spank. I think you're just trying to talk me into getting him <laughs> off my bench and putting him in my lineup. No, no. But it, what, what's what you know, it's, it's you're battling the... Idiocracy is that a word? Idiocracy. I love it. Idiocracy, man. We're using it. <laughs> well, I'm. That's fine. I own it. But it's just you know with that whole Washington back. I mean, I have shares in Gibson. It's just like, come on. But could be worse. You could. Yeah. I mean, the PPR points are there if they're passing it. Yeah. Right. David Johnson, also somebody you might want to see, is available. Texans have the best matchup of any backfield in Week 12 against the Jets, who are number one in fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. That should hopefully be good for Johnson and Rex Burkhead. So the downside is both running backs just aren't that good. <laughs> Johnson uh, just had 16 total touches in Week 11 at Tennessee, but scored only five PPR points. Burkhead had 18 for 40 with no catches. I, I like Johnson here better in the PPR going against Burkhead. And, you know, David Johnson's available on your waiver wire. Go pick him up. You might need him for a flex spot. What do you think, Spank? I think you're diving way to the bottom of the well for David Johnson personally. Well, I do Gotta too. Got to be something better that somebody has. I mean, there's nothing out there better. I mean, who? I mean, I, I, I was looking at uh, some of the other running backs that might be available. Uh, the other ones were Dontrell Hilliard and and Boston Scott. I mean, to me, David Johnson out of those three is somebody that you might be able to use. So, so question for you. So you're in five different leagues, right? So yeah. what's the average roster size? You know, as far as like bench players in in our in our flea market league, big money league slash, I think we got a nice room for bench spots. Compared you have, to that you league, have too many. You were, in our in, in your league. Sorry to cut you off because I know where you're going. Your ten man league. There are too many bench spots in your league. And and I've yeah, said this I to agree. you. I've said this to you. I've said this to you in the past. And in in in, in you know the twelve man league that I'm in, we have the same amount of bench spots. Okay, but that is when you're in a 12 man league, you know what you're getting on those bench spots. Though you're getting you you're drafting backups, you're drafting third string guy. You know what I mean? So I mean it's it's yeah. it's tough. But in a 10 man league, you should not have, in my opinion, more than than four bench spots. I mean that's just four, maybe five, because then there's nobody out there to pick up at all. There's just I mean, when you have more than six, that's I think is too many. Um, I have seven. So. You do, you do, and I've and I've told you that before. I said you you used to have it at five, and I love that. I love that. I don't know why you ever changed that. Uh, uh, I just I think I just wanted the flexibility, so I you know just so you could have depth and not. But I think it also the other flip side of that, and I know it's off subject, but you just that might create more of a pool for for leagues 
if you have those less spots and you're forced to say, well, God, I really don't want to cut uh, this guy that's going to be going on IR for three to four weeks or whatever, but I got to fill in a bi-week quarterback. But, you know, so it puts a lot more decisions on that. So, yeah, that's something you're going to have to look at. Looking at the wide receivers on the waiver wire, um, big injuries that that are going to affect, especially the Cowboys. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, um, that's just scary. You know, they're saying that CeeDee Lamb, he's got to go through another, I think he's got to go through one more test or something. So they put a questionable tag on him. I don't think he's going to play because I think what I heard is that it takes at least four days to get off of that concussion protocol. You're looking at the fourth day tomorrow. Um, so CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper for the Cowboys injury. A.J. Brown, uh, Marcus Johnson, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Cordero Patterson, Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, Antonio Brown. All the Browns are, are hurt. Cole Beasley, Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson. Tyler, there is a lot of injuries here, and, and, and I'm feeling it on one of my teams. Uh, and then also on a bye, you've got Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, Rondale Moore, so here's who I think you want to see is available. And I and I doubt they are, all right? But I'm just giving you these two names because that's what I'm looking at right here. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk and Darnell Mooney. Rashad Bateman. Now, Rashad Bateman, that's the name, too. And I've said this for the past four weeks now. He is finally now owned in ESPN and Yahoo in 70% of those leagues. And I think those 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 targets have been going up each week. You also want to look at Michael Gallup because Gallup will likely be the number one receiver for Dallas in Week 12 against the Raiders uh, with Lamb and Cooper both likely out. Cooper out in Week 11 at Kansas City and Lamb hurt at halftime. Gallup had 10 targets, even though he only you know caught five of them, and I think he got like 45, 50 yards maybe. It wasn't, wasn't a big one. But he's going to be the number one option for Dak, and, and I think Gallup might be a must-start this week, Spank. Kind of, I would agree with that. You brought up Mooney, though, too. Those were, I mean, if you could have gra- grabbed those maybe a couple weeks ago, that would have been perfect as well. But I, uh, I don't. I'm still not sold on your on your on your guy on <laughs> on, on Bateman. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I just, good. I look at his numbers and I'm just not sold on him. Good. I'm glad you said that because he's going to go for 20 points this this week. I love it. Probably right compared to my record. Yeah, you're right. All right. So uh, before we get to uh, Spanky's boom uh, or bust this week, let's get to that uh, Turkey Day football focus. And uh, we will start off with the first game that is going to be Bears versus Lions. Uh, That'll be 1130 kickoff. Chicago is favored by three. So it's a toss up kind of a game over under, man. It's a low over under. Have you seen this Spank? I haven't. 41.5 right now in Vegas. That's the over-under for a Thanksgiving football game. And I think you were right when you said earlier, it's either going to be way under 41 or way over 41. Don't you think? I agree with that, and I think it's going to be a... uh, I think it's going to side like we had discussed on the Bears' side for for that game. Yeah, and it's the NFL's traditional Thanksgiving triple header tomorrow, too, so... It's going to get started with this matchup. It's a classic one, the black and blue division, as the Detroit Lions welcome the Chicago Bears to Ford Field. Lions 0-9-1. Still searching for their first win, uh, but they've given their last two opponents fits, including a tie of the Steelers in, in Week 10 to end their 12-game losing streak. Meanwhile, the Bears 3-7 and endured yet another fourth-quarter letdown last week, this time against the Ravens team without Lamar Jackson. Now, 
Chicago looks to snap a five-game losing streak against an opponent they've already defeated this season, 24-14 in Week 4, while Detroit is looking for that upset in order to add to the Bears' woes. Now, I think there's three things to watch in this game uh, tomorrow. Can Dalton jumpstart this offense? Now, yesterday, did you see all that controversy surrounding Matt Nagy? I did, actually, and I heard some of the ex, uh, uh, experts, experts, experts. I'm making up all these words today. <laughs> it's probably because I got food on the mind. He's fired. I mean, it's just, it, you don't come out with stuff like this this early and then have a game, and it'd be the perfect – let me stop myself there. You don't want to ever see somebody get fired. Right, right, right. But you get this game, you get this game out of the way, and then it, they're going to move on. It, it's either now or next year, so – how are you going to do it? So yeah, it's going to happen this year. And 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 being here in Springfield and and kind of being a little more in Bear Country. Well, we are. Let's just say. It. I mean, St. Louis is really not an NFL team that they really follow much anymore at all, unless they're going to get the money from the from the Rams. But hey, uh, you know, there, there's this is Bears Country here, and and we hear a lot, and there's a lot of people here in this building that are Bears fans, and I hear talk from these guys, and they follow all these people on Twitter. It got leaked yesterday um, morning. And they don't know how it got out, but they think it was actually um, a letter <laughs> uh, that got delivered to the wrong person, like in the office. Hey, this ain't my office. This right, is <laughs> right, right. So that's what they think happened. And they were trying to let Nagy get through the holiday, get through this game. They were going to let him know on Saturday, all right, so that the Bears could get back and do things. So, he, I mean, he's done. The question is now, does Nagy coach the game? Like, there's questions on him not even coaching tomorrow. Like, <laughs> how crazy would that be? And then there's people saying, well, now they can't fire him at all because it got out and they're going to say, oh, it's not true at all. So it's it's a mess. And I think when you have games like this that are a mess, teams either step up or fall apart. And um, Andy Dalton uh, certainly hit the ground running when he took over for Fields you know, last Sunday. In his first action since Week 5, the 11-year vet went 11-23 of 23 for 200 yards. He threw two touchdowns. He's a big reason why Chicago had a chance to defeat Baltimore as he stalked that team to a 13-9 lead with a minute 41 left in the game. Now, um, you know, Dalton connected with tight end Jimmy Graham, uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, you know, Nagy, and here's why he might be gone. He opted to go for two, <laughs> and that's not a good thing. But... Um, Again, I think Dalton is a good start this week against the Lions. You don't think so? No, I do. I, I think I think I would go. To, you compared Dalton to Tua. I think I like the Bears this week. I like the Bears, and I like them big, mainly based off of Week Four, also. But I think Dalton's going to come in. I think he's going to throw like three checkdown TDs all. David Montgomery. All right, very good. Now, the Lions, on the other hand, I don't know what offensive players you really want to use from this game because Jared Goff missed last week's game because of that oblique injury. Tim Boyle started in his place. He was just ugly. Uh, Goff was making progress. They think he might be coming back this week. Uh, and regardless of who starts under center on Thanksgiving, it, it's not it's not like the passing game has been lighting it up lately. Goff and Boyle have only combined for 191 passing yards with no touchdowns, two picks over the last two games. If not for the ground game and DeAndre Swift, okay, he's probably the only player I think is a must-start in, in, in this game, and maybe you know Andy Dalton. But uh, DeAndre Swift is, is the guy that if you've got him, you, you are setting him and forgetting him. Well, not really forgetting. Hopefully you're watching him tomorrow because, man, some of the stuff he's pulled off, Spanky, has been outrageous. 
I do. I mean, and he is the Detroit offense. I mean, that that's a, that is the only one that I would even because the offense has got to go through him. They got to give the ball to somebody. So, yeah, and Chicago is, is is no stronger to play on Thanksgiving uh, than they would be on any other day. The, the record you look at it, um, you know, I know you want to get your hopes up, but maybe the only way you get your hopes up. By the way, the Lions are thirty-seven, forty-two, and two on Turkey Day. That's that's uh, Chicago's nineteen and fifteen and two, uh, but they have been in some high-scoring games. So um, I, I don't think they're going to score with a 41.5. I hope they do, because I've got to start Dalton in, in this one league. But uh, that's my uh, Thursday focus, Thursday Turkey Day focus for, for that game, Bears versus Lions. Uh, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm going to sneeze there. Next game, after Bears versus Lions, Raiders versus the Cowboys tomorrow. That's a 3.30 start. Dallas is a 7.5-point favorite in this game, and also this will be the highest of the three games, uh, is projected points being scored, 50.5 in this game. Uh, two teams coming off, really, some some bad performances uh, You know, last week. Dallas has lost six of his last nine games on Thanksgiving on this special day, so you got to keep that in mind. While the Raiders are playing for the very first time since 2013 when they lost 31-24 to the Cowboys, uh, these two last shared the field back in 2017 when Dallas picked up a 20-17 to road win as Dan Bailey kicked a late field goal to get the victory. Now, Vegas, 5-5, five and five, has lost three straight uh, since its Week 8 bye, with the latest being a 32-13 to Cincinnati at home. Bengals only outgained Vegas by 10 yards but forced two turnovers and held the team to just 13 first downs in that, in that time of possession. Now, uh, Dallas, meanwhile, without Amari Cooper uh, in its 19-9 loss to the Chiefs in Kansas City last week, uh, Cowboys eventually lost CeeDee Lamb as well. We've talked about that to the concussion. He won't play tomorrow. On the positive side, the team's defense was fantastic. They might be a start to consider versus the Raiders. And again, you know, three things to watch, uh, I think, are the intangibles that the Cowboys really have. Because in a short week for both teams preparing for this, Vegas was home for its previous two contests, 2-2. Two and two. Uh, this season on the road. Now, being on a losing streak, I think they'll be really focused for this one. Next up, it's a home game against the Washington football team on December 5th. The Cowboys played in Kansas City last week, but this is their third home contest over the last four weeks. Team is very familiar with playing on Thanksgiving, so that'll be a benefit. And next up for them is another uh, Thursday night game, but on the road in New Orleans, uh, who is also in action on Thursday. So I think both teams are going to be fresh for Thursday, and Dak Prescott... Uh, being without Amari Cooper, I think, is the the big question. How will Dak do? Do you think Spanky Dak is going to go over 25 fantasy points this week? Mm, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mainly because I think, and here's, it's again, I'm letting my bust uh, out of the bag a little early. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a big Tony Pollard game. <laughs> Don't call me weird, but I think it's going to be a Tony Pollard game. Okay, well, I've got Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, and Noah Brown at wide receiver being bigger than Mr. Pollard. But uh, the the run game uh, has been a massive disappointment the last few weeks for the Cowboys. They've been without left tackle Tyron Smith, who is a vital piece of that O-line. There's a chance he could play tomorrow. And Ezekiel Elliott, listen, he's not run for more than 60 yards since week six in New England. Uh, one potential piece of good news is that Vegas is 29th in the NFL against the run, uh, giving up a, a whopping 130-plus yards every game. Uh, Joe Mixon gashed him for 123 and two touchdowns last Sunday. So 
that bodes well for Elliott and maybe your boy Pollard. But again, I think if you're going to get points this week, I think it's coming from Michael Gallup and and Dak Prescott. Um, so, I mean, Pollard, not a bad start. Um, I think you still start Elliott. What do you say uh, say about that? If you've got Elliott and he's a, a running back one, do you, do you, do you ride him out? Mm, I think Zeke's running on a flat tire, man. And I'm, I'm telling you, I think... I think Tony Pollard. I'm not saying you're wrong with with Dak and his number with the wide receivers that have to fill in, but I just there's something about Zeke that I don't like. I'm glad I don't have him on my roster. I have enough, uh, and I'll keep it clean, uh, turds uh, on my own roster. But I, I don't. I wouldn't want to have to deal with that Tony Pollard Zeke Elliott weekly struggle. I mean, I just I, I still. If here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Cowboys too. If they can tiptoe through this week and then next week. If you look at Dak's schedule going down the stretch, I think they I like the Cowboys chances here. Yeah. And that's maybe it's just cuz I'm thinking of our of our friend, but right. I like the Cowboys chances down the stretch. I but. think the yeah, I agree. I think the Cowboys are going to score a lot of points uh, tomorrow. I would stay away from any Raiders. If you've got David Carr and, and I do, I have him on a couple teams. I I got hopeful there when he had those big games. I think back to back he scored 30 plus fantasy points back to back weeks and but now, I mean, he's he's thrown just as many interceptions as touchdowns, which is four over the last three games. So I, I don't see how you start anybody uh, from Oakland. Uh, the last one, uh, game three, Bills versus Saints. That is the late night game. Uh, late night game, I say it. It's like it's 7 o'clock, I think, 7.15, maybe 7.20. I don't know. Uh, but Buffalo is the uh, four-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under for this game is 46-and-a-half. Now, um New Orleans Saints host the Bills, and and both will be looking to bounce back from disappointing losses. Buffalo, a really ugly one, okay? Uh, They repeatedly gave away the ball, and Josh Allen, thank goodness, he was able to do something. Uh, He threw an interception, though, in each half after the Colts scored a field goal. Buffalo failed miserably in their turnover comparison for zip. The Saints last week also fell behind early, could not overcome that deficit. They trailed 27-7 at halftime and then 33-7 at the end of the third quarter. It was just not a pretty game for the Saints. Um, But, you know, in this matchup, Bills versus Saints, the Saints lead the all-time series 7-4. And three things to watch here. Can can the banged-up Saints piece together a running game? Sean Payton faces a dilemma over... Who to insert in the offensive lineup? Both starting tackles, uh, Armstead and Ramsick are out uh, for this contest. Their absence—it's—it's it's one of those cases. I think Buffalo is going to have a huge bounce back game. Uh, will the ba- Will the Bills be able to get anything going on the ground as well? That's the other thing because Josh Allen, I think, is going to have a huge game where he comes back. I think Diggs is going to have a huge game, but you know, Devin Singletary is the only back who's had more than twelve touches. In a game, Zach Moss leads the team though with four rushing touchdowns. That just doesn't sound right. So, um, you know, this Bills offense, Spanky. I think if you've got Allen Diggs, you're starting them. But when you talk about the running backs, Singletary and Moss, do you start either one of those guys tomorrow? Hell no. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh, and I I unfortunately do have Moss, and it's been a you know it's, it's you never know, and then you got guys that come out of the come off the assembly line and go in and score two touchdowns. It's Matt, Matt Burita, thank you. You know it's no, but you you brought up you brought up Josh Allen. Does does it worry you? 
obviously with what happened last week, and then it, that the Saints are sixth in pass defense. No, I don't. He's still the number one rated quarterback this week too. I mean, Tom Brady. Yeah, you're you're still starting him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You're still starting him, but do you do you lower your expectations? A on the road, and then B off of what they did last week, or do they fix it and then he just goes crazy? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at his overall ranking through three different sites right now. Allen is still the number one. Tom Brady's number two on one list. Uh, Stafford is number two. I mean, so Allen is number one on all three of these sites this week. So I like that. I'm, I, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna worry about Allen. I need to worry about some other things, but but not Allen. Um, so there's uh, your your Turkey Day focus right there. Bears versus Lions, Raiders versus Cowboys, Bills versus Saints. Now it's time to get to the uh, biggest booms and busts for week number twelve. And Spanky's going to do this all by himself. So Spanky, who is your biggest boom at quarterback this week? Well, first before we start it off, as it seems to be a go- ongoing theme here, I got to issue an apology to people on my bus list. So, <laughs> uh, Mr. Austin, Eck- Mr. Austin Eckler, Thank I do you. apologize. You're very uh, attractive. I am ugly. You're fast. I am very slow. Congratulations. <laughs> Even though some people uh, trade their best piece for quarterbacks on buys, I don't understand that. But I'm sorry, Mr. Austin Eckler. It's fair deal. I fair deal. Quarterback. My boom quarterback. Oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. My boom quarterback for this week is. Uh, I mean, why not? I'm at this point. Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. I'm definitely not. Gronk's back, and he's got plenty of weapons at Indianapolis, so he's going to be back indoors. Brady, regardless of, obviously, the quarterback on the other side, formerly Peyton Manning from years ago, Tom Brady does do pretty good in Indy, and I think Tom's going to beat Tom this week. Yeah, he's actually rushing the ball now, too, which is even scarier, don't you think? Well, I think it was. I thought it was kind of funny actually when the when the the writer said ten yards. He said no, eleven. Yards. So he exactly he knew exactly what it was. So. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Who is your boom running back for this week, Spank? Something is brewing in the Bears country. We talked about that. Uh, so that's two weeks in a row for him. Something they talked about. None of the Raiders. I disagree. I think Hunter Renfro is is a good target this week at Cowboys. Faces a Cowboys defense that ranks twenty first. I didn't realize it was that bad, but it's past the middle of the pack. But 21st in passing yards per game, Hunter Renfro. Yes, I had him on my roster at one point, and I dropped him, uh, which would have been a nice little flex start. But Hunter Renfro is my uh, boom wide receiver this week. All right, who's your boom flex? Boom flex, Nick Chubb versus Baltimore. Primetime game versus Baltimore. Baltimore's defense has given up the 15th most fantasy points to running back so far this season, even though I tried to acquire Nick Chubb. Uh, maybe if I would have had a quarterback on a bye, I would have been able to get that deal. But Nick Chubb is my flex. Boom. For week 12. Yeah, Nick Chubb right now this week, he's rated as a top five running back this week uh, for Cleveland. So that'll be, that's a, that sounds like a good call. All right, so let's get to your bust. Spanky, who are you staying away from at quarterback this week? Only uh, because I want to see more. Cam Newton's just a bust this week at Miami. That Miami defense showed me something the other night, or two weeks ago, really. Uh, good start last week versus Washington. Much tougher with Miami's defense this week. Uh, I'm not saying Cam is is eight years ago Cam, but he's now so not New England Cam. But I want to see what's going on before I trust him down the stretch. But I think for this week, He's going to make the bus list for me. All right. Who is the running back bust you have this week? Again, spoke on it earlier a little bit with Zeke. I think he's running on a flat tire. He just doesn't wow. look right. I know he stepped out for a little while last week. 
again, which means he's probably going to go crazy because that <laughs> seems to be the going theme. So, but again, I'll ask you this real quick, and I and I know we've talked about it, but would you agree or disagree that you think Tony Pollard, if he was an RB one somewhere with with no reliable backup, that he could be a, a fantasy starter as an RB one on a different team where Zeke's not there? I'm just going to tell you right now, he is a good running back. But that offensive line problem that they have in Dallas right now, um, I, I, I don't I don't think he's going to score more than eight fantasy points this week. I think Zeke. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't think he's going to score. I think Zeke's going to be double digits this week. I think he's going to eat like you said about Montgomery. I think Zeke's going to have a big day. Him, like I said earlier, Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup, those are my two guys. I think you must start. Obviously, you're starting Zeke Elliott. I'm starting him, and I have two. I have him in two of my leagues. He's starting in both my leagues. I think he'll have double digit points. Now, is his ceiling really that high? No, um, but I don't think his floor is really that low either. So, um, I hope you're wrong on that one. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> so, in your other leagues where you do have Zeke, is there another individual in the league that? That might be using Pollard in a flex or a stash, or do you have them as well? Let me see here real quick. I'll just pull up my uh, team for you and see who's got Pollard in that league. La, 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 la. Yeah, because I looked to pick him up, and he was not available. So he is, yeah. Okay, so he, let me go check his starting lineup. He is I mean, starting. Overall, no, he is starting. He no, he is starting. No, he is starting. He's got him starting. He's he got Pollard. Well, he's got Pollard and Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon starting along with Miles Sanders, and uh, he he's got Dak Prescott going too. So, um, he does have Pollard in his starting lineup, and he's picking Pollard over Tyler Johnson from the Jets. So, I mean, he's got him starting, and this guy, you know, he's not bad. He's got he's he's sitting right there with me at six and five. We're tied for fourth. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's, like I said, I just maybe I just catch the Cowboys game when when I when it's when it's powered up and I don't know, it just seems like he has a, a different gear obviously than, than Zeke does so but my uh, wide receiver bust this week unfortunately I'm going against my own team uh Devontae Adams at home uh, is about the only thing I think he has going for him versus the Rams it's a showdown with Jalen Ramsey and I think that causes some concern with Devontae Adams this week for a bust in Week 12. Wow, you got he, he is the number one ranked wide receiver this week. I come. know. So I, look at that. Hey, I, 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 I'm trying some reverse psychology <laughs> here now. Hasn't worked for you the last couple of weeks, has it? Uh, I scraped out a win last week uh, <laughs> thanks to my defense coming through on Monday, but if 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 I'm planning on making the playoffs, I I gotta start hitting on some of this, or I need some of these guys to start kicking it. So I'm throwing a lot of reverse psychology into it, which leads me to my next flex bust for this week. Antonio Gibson, I don't like you. I like you as a person. I don't like you when it comes to fantasy football because I really don't know what to do with you. The past two weeks, he's looked okay, but this is where the reverse curse comes in. Even though he faces a mediocre at best Seattle. Seahawks defense they're allowing 120 plus yards a game so Antonio Gibson if you were going to show up please show up this week so I can at least <laughs> pretend for a minute I, I think I know what I'm doing when it comes to this stuff yeah but reverse the curse there yeah you go. let's reverse the curse and that is your boom and bust for week number 12 and uh, to wrap it up on this edition of the fantasy football junkies podcast 
We're going to let Spanky run down his spank box, and I can't wait. I think your last three that you've done have been directed right at me. I don't know why people get that assumption, but, I mean, sometimes they are. Sometimes they're... they're well, they're, the league... Uh, no, you know what? Surprisingly, surprisingly, the league fee one wasn't pointed at me this year. I, I, I think this is the first time in 20 years I've paid my league fee on time. <laughs> You owe $5, and I plan on collecting that on Saturday <laughs> in the form of a strawberry milkshake. No, you're going to owe me after I buy you a Long Island because those things ain't cheap. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. All right, wrap um, it up, Spanky, with your Spanx box, buddy. Hey, don't be that guy that blows up the league's mass text message line on Thanksgiving Day. Hey, we're all eating, and we're all watching football, duh. Don't be that guy. Hey, did you see my guy? He went up for four TDs. Yeah, dude. We're eating and watching the same game you are. We don't need you being that guy and telling us about it as we're watching it. He scored again. Shut up, fella. <laughs> Let us eat. Let us put on our sweatpants. We're all watching the same stuff. And we're all eating the same stuff. <laughs> Green bean casserole. Mashed taters. Turkey. With a little cheese on it. Don't be that guy that blows us up. Let us eat in peace. Very good. I love it. I will be that guy, though, that challenges you for eating the most turkey tomorrow. And um, Saturday will be my, 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 my trip back to St. Louis. So, again, can't wait to see all you guys back in St. Louis. And I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. And we will see you guys back next week. Good luck. And remember to always make your winning a fantasy game a reality with the Fantasy Football Junkies podcast.